Welcome, and you're listening to Geekologist Radio, a division of the Ninja Pancake family of podcasts. Hey, everybody. This week, we had a very special edition of NRQ for Geekologist Radio. Uh, this week, we are going to be covering the first season of the Defender series. We're going to be giving our thoughts and our views and where we thought it hit and missed for the entire season. So if you haven't seen it, please go watch the season and then come back and listen to this again. Now, the big thing that happened to TV and internet this week, what was that, Daniel? That was Defenders Season 1. Yes, sir. So uh, going through this one, I uh, kind of wanted to go through kind of character by character what we thought about the character. Um, first off, first off, I have to call do call out to something on the cinematography of this, and I got to find out if you noticed it. Uh Mm-hmm. When you see the opening scene and Marvel comes in, they always do something different with their with their thing. When you see Marvel, you see the colors come down, and each color yeah. represents each hero involved in the Defenders. Mm-hmm. Did you guys catch yeah, that? That's their color. Yeah, that's their color. Yeah. Did you also catch that in each scene when it was like one whoever it was that was the main person that scene, they would flash and you would see like a tint to to the way that the the colors were in that so like for jessica jones it was like this purplish blue and then yeah and it would switch that that color palette when all the actors came together it was just a regular standard color vibrant color fat color but whenever it was like daredevil was always red everything was kind of red around it Oh, no, I didn't notice that. Oh at all. man, it like they do it from the very beginning. I, like I saw that and it pulled me in, and then I looked it up online to see if they actually filmed it like that. And I was like, oh, that was great because I I love little intricate cinematography like that, and it was brilliantly done. Anyway. Nice, definitely put that in the uh, the cinematography section of this one for sure, uh, because I missed that one. Uh, but in terms of the, the the characters, what did you think about the Daredevil character in this one compared to previous seasons? Um, you know my initial thing whiny yeah he, he f- it was almost unnecessary like i i was trying to think back like man why melancholy. is he so anti melancholy. wanting to be there yeah why is he so anti daredevil why does he so not want to be that character right now and uh i i racking my brain as to he, he, even his psychics coming in telling him that stuff i just couldn't get to why he was in that place in his life right then and there and uh, mainly because I, I didn't buy uh, his uh, his relationship with Electra in, in Daredevil season two, and so I was like, why, why are you so sad? You got Karen Page right there. Just said, go home, brother. <laughs> get get on with the person who's better for you, and you were happier with, and treated you right, and all that other stuff. So I wasn't buying that at all. Yeah, I I feel like they maybe maybe that was something with that though maybe they got maybe more people viewed it like that and then mm-hmm. they're like okay we really need you to play up the emotion i mean it, yeah. it just or, or that's what they were trying to write it for they're trying to write it for that previously and it was like stop still not buying it though yeah <laughs> um yeah daredevil like i still loved his fighting i i, I but yeah mm-hmm. his character went down a few notches for me in in this i know that in the next season of Daredevil, I'm I'm hoping it'll go right back up. But as of right now, right. it's it's just it wasn't the same Daredevil we're used to. 
But exactly, and his fighting was still the his yeah. fighting was still good and the best. And I think that's just because he, he's the one that gets to wear a mask, so you get to use more stunt doubles in Daredevil fight scenes than others because of that. True. Um, yeah. Speaking of a bad fighter, Jessica Jones, like man, just no fighting skills whatsoever. <laughs> but she's strong, so she picks things up, she puts them down, and she jumps high. Yes, and she can push things and push people. And when she does connect, she hits them hard. But that was about it. But that's not what her character is about. Her character is the detective. And her character is a smart-ass, hard-drinking bitch. And man, it is entertaining on the screen. It is. Every second she's on the screen giving dialogue and reacting to people. It's awesome. I love that character still. Yeah, and having her interact with the other characters, was was, was that was the gem uh, in the series was I mean her character when she when, when Matt Murdock comes bursting in, you know, no, just stop talking, stop talking. That's not what Jessica Jones does. She does not stop talking. She's exactly. it's like me. I don't stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there, there's another thing. I forgot to mention this to our listeners, but we're going full spoilers on this. So if you haven't seen Defender season one, uh, go to the timestamp of NRQ hype train because we're doing full spoilers on this. Sorry, I didn't say that earlier, but uh, oh, because there's one thing I wanted to say, like the when Daredevil grabs her or something in the I think it was the tower scene at the end. He goes, "I'm gonna punch you so hard you can see." Uh, yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh, there's, there's so many great lines like that, and, and man, uh, there's a lot. In terms of, there's also a ton, a ton of throwbacks to comic book team ups. There are references right, right. like crazy in there, which makes me have a theory on the next season of uh of iron fist but we'll talk about that later yeah they definitely hit into that hardcore but one thing i didn't like about jessica jones is she's the investigator she's supposed to be the one solving stuff but too many times she wasn't doing that and um especially the piano scene like she needs to be the one finding that and the fact that she wasn't kind of bothered me like why are you making daredevil sleuth this out I think she needed to be more the detective finding this stuff out and, and digging up all this information, this unknown information. While Matt Murdock needs to be the one telling this information instead of keeping it all to his damn self until it's other people find out and then saying it. And so those things bothered me in terms of like, do you even not even know your characters and how you're portraying them? I know it's a team up, but it's a comic book team up. Play to their strengths. Okay, and let them do their own roles. Uh, same thing like Luke Cage. Luke Cage, uh, he was, he's the strong, uh, impenetrable one, and he's and he did that. But his powers and um, abilities seemed inconsistent. Did you feel? Did you get to get that same feel? Oh yeah, with Luke. Are you talking about uh, with Luke Cage? Yeah, his powers did seem a little bit like because when uh, he's going up against uh, Madame uh, Gao. Gao and. He, I mean, now mind you, she her abilities are very similar to Iron Fist, and right. so she does have abilities that hit hard. But it seemed like there's other members of the hand that were able to hurt him, and he's not supposed to be able to be hurt because the other members of the yeah. hand aren't mythical; they're just come back to life, and they've had a lot of years to learn how to fight. So it, exactly like Sawani, Sawani was basically hitting with two fingers and shoving him across the street, like. And then Iron Fist was hitting him with everything he had and not even moving him. So unless they all have some sort of striking ability, that then if you're in the show, please tell us that. 
because yeah he's he's an immovable tank in some scenes and then other characters can just knock him clear across a room uh with super strength but when they hit up but when that same character hits someone else uh they they can take the punch Mm -hmm. so there's inconsistencies with powers and that also is one of my sort of show issues is yeah i see that when madame gal faces luke cage madame gal wins because she has he can't even get close to her because she she has that air punch and can just knock things across the room but her nemesis is a daredevil or iron fist who's fast who can get in close to do damage so luke cage needs to be going against the fast ones uh, like Murakami or Bakudu or something like that, because he could do those of those, and they didn't have those scenes where okay, I'm fighting the wrong person. We need to trade off. Switch. That would have been we need to yeah. trade off because I mean you get that been great. Yeah, because I mean they've done that things like that. I mean even the original Mortal Kombat, they did stuff like that. The Mortal Kombat movie, they were like, hey, you know, uh, we should tra- mm-hmm. you know fight different people, kind of thing. It's like play to your strengths. Exactly, which is exactly what a comic book movie should be, and they didn't do that at, at all in this. And I, and I think that's one, again one more sign of their the writers don't know how to write for a comic book. Uh, so uh, moving into Iron Fist, probably one of the most hated characters out there, not by me, or uh, but man, a lot of people don't like this character. What do you think, Damien? I actually liked him in, in yeah. this in this season. Like he. One is his, uh, he actually was given time to learn the choreography. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it showed, yeah. it showed. And he's, he, and I think because of the fact of how whiny Matt Murdock was, that it made, <laughs> it actually elevated Iron Fist. It elevated Danny Rand to a different level or even him out at least a little bit so that it was like, oh, okay. Granted, I saw all the memes that were putting out and erased him as being the fourth, def- you know, as being the defender. But it it was like, yeah. you know, bringing in the night nurse. But, <laughs> but. yeah, no, I, I get that because uh, for me, I but I think that's his character. So yeah. I I know I don't I don't put that against Finch Jones. I put that against the writers making his character whiny. But that's he's a, he was a young kid when he crashed he was a young rich kid when his plane crashed so he didn't know normal life and he was raised by monks who beat him and training to be this mythical land so he has no idea of a normal life and so he's still coming to terms with that and i put all of that on that part of his character and yeah iron fist uh or daredevil really was able to deflect a lot of the whininess, but also all of the characters there were able to point out even even stick like uh even the immortal iron fist is a thundering idiot and takes his uh, phone that he able to track him with out of his pocket and they kept showing how yeah he's an immature thundering idiot because he was constantly wanting to do silly stupid stuff and these people were there the other cast was not the cast but the other characters were there to put him in his place and this was part of his also growing in maturity of realizing it's not as simple as a solo fight against an evil organization you work as a group you work smarter instead of harder and it's it's none of like yes yours and also i think with him having that weakness at the end uh and being the key like I, you can't just try to punch everything you have to be smart with it and he just punched his way into solving the uh the problem of the hand at the end mm-hmm. so yeah no I, I think this character grew uh a lot and they definitely set him up at the end 
to sort of take over the city watch role and how he was perched on that rooftop mm-hmm. in his uh yellow and green jumpsuit mm-hmm. yeah so i mean i it they the, the the development with him i really i really feel is what's going to make the next season better um and yeah like he just his the, the the main thing for me was his fight scenes he actually you saw because there was a couple scenes when it was met when it was daredevil unmasked fighting and you could tell that it was a uh, asian individual fighting in his place <laughs> um that they did and just, oh there was that scene in the uh the alleyway where uh, finn jones is walking or uh, danny rand's walking and he puts his uh hood up and I tell my wife, like, oh, we're about to see the stunt double. She goes, what do you mean? And, like, some people jump out. He starts fighting them. And it's like, yep, yeah, they needed the stunt double right here. So that's why he's wearing a hoodie. Like, okay, so Iron Fist in the comics has a mask. It's about damn time he wears his mask. So you just have to stop using uh, body doubles because, I mean, Luke Cage is brute force and Jessica Jones is brute force. You, uh, you, you could probably train Jessica Jones a little better so she's not just so inept in the fight scenes. But if you're going to be having to need martial arts masters for those two put a mask on your other one for god's sakes the characterization of them has a mask in the comic books put them in a mask so you have to have to stop doing these hoodie scenes that they did all through iron fist the tv show and they did it here too a couple times or they filmed it in a in in such a dark environment i had no clue what was going on Mm -hmm. like some of those scenes were incredibly dark or they'd like light the he'd go into light for the body but the face was shattered out shattered out yeah. yeah, exactly. Low lighting. Yeah, but he, but he, even uh, still, the, the, his when you did see his face, the fighting scenes, you could tell he had more time to practice them and everything. So it was a little bit more believable, and that's the thing why where Iron Fist raised up a few notches in my book. Yeah, exactly. I I still like him a lot more than uh than other people. I like his his uh, season more than a lot of people did. Um, but uh, one character I didn't like in Daredevil season two was the 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 portrayal of Elektra and everything around that how do you think she came all across in this one because i mean she's resurrected and had a completely different personality um i feel like the start was different but the end effect was more in line with the comic book electra right uh she's starting to get i think somehow through this stuff she was given abilities through her resurrection for whatever because she was awoken as uh the black black sky sky. And I think that plays more into the character that you see often in like the the uh, the roles where she plays alongside Deadpool and things like that. I mean, because so Psylocke and, and Elektra are the two females that Deadpool loves to make comments about their costumes being similar all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, it was it. I, I liked this is one thing I liked is that. They didn't, yeah, they didn't do the exact costume that Electra wears, but they gave her a closer costume to what she wears than in the Electra film that was out. Oh, this yeah, costume yeah. is closer the, the, the to Daredevil, her yeah. comic book look than that. So I, I dig that, and the character looks closer to Electra than. Right. See, this one, like. I couldn't tell if the black sky was really powerful because sometimes she is, sometimes she isn't. That was a, like uh, you heard me say this before. The other characters is markedly inconsistent. Like sometimes she can kick Luke Cage across the room and knock him. I feel that that's. Uh, I feel sometimes she couldn't. 
I feel like that has to do with her uh, emotions. Um, she's her emotions seem to weaken her. Right, and and I and I bought that whenever she was fighting with fighting against, I should say, uh, Daredevil, because they, I mean, that was written into the show that she couldn't fight him as hard as others because her emotions were uh, overtaking her, and, and as we all know of how the show played out, um, she retained her character, her personality of Electra Nachos, and wasn't the pure Black Sky, but the inconsistency of her powers and the, the the biggest thing that got me was i still don't buy her chemistry with mad murdoch i didn't buy it in daredevil season two i didn't buy it at all in this one it's it, it was not there for me i couldn't see it uh him loving her over anybody else i just don't buy it and uh if they're there and they hung their hat on the final scene with with that and for something that I just didn't buy, for me, that lost a ton of points. One of the things, though, that we did get right was we talked about when we saw the teaser trailer, and they're all, you see Electra walking in the background, and you see you see the Defenders fighting everybody in the hall, and they get into the elevator, and they're heavy breathing and stuff, and we talked about it. Right. We called it that they were fighting with Electra and stuff like that on that, and they, they were getting away. That's that, yeah. We were right on yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Because I think somebody had even said in our show was like, yeah, and she's fighting with him too. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, she's coming up behind them. Like, it's about to go down against them. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, the hand. We get to see all five fingers of the hand. Uh, which finger is what? Uh, who knows? At the end of the day, pretty sure Alexander is the middle finger. Everybody else can just kind of roll out from there. <laughs> but uh, we get to see all the fingers. We had only seen uh, technically two of them before. But uh, Alexander, that's a Sigourney Weaver character. What do you thought about her? I thought that it, that character was probably one of my favorite characters of the Defenders. Just not only because I, I like her movies and I like her ability as an actress, but because it was well played. I did like the scenes where, I mean, she didn't really fight a lot, but when she showed her dominance and she would do a few motions, I liked seeing that. Because of seeing her be a, a leading actress in, you know, Aliens and all that, Alien and all those films. Right, right. Uh, I, I appreciate that, and I, it was believable for me. And I like the fact that they gave her a, that because of her cancer, uh, her cancer diagnosis, they gave her a, a weakness that compared to the others. And, mm-hmm. and so that was something that I... I liked seeing because it kind of humanized this series humanized the hand because of a few reasons. And yeah. And, and for me, I thought that if she's supposed to be the leader and the powerful one that all these powerful people of the hand fear, I think they'd completely downplayed her power. Um, We, we get to see her um, fight Electra or as the black sky when she was just in training once. And that was it. And am I supposed to like fear her from them? Am I supposed to think she's super powerful just because the rest of the hand fears her? And I think when you have this many episodes of exposition, you got to give me something uh, more than uh, or something on screen that makes me realize she, why she is the, in the top dog position and has been for a while. And although I did like Sigourney Weaver in it, uh, the role, like you're saying, I didn't like the 
how she was written. Okay. Her dialogue and uh, and how they portrayed her on the screen. I, I didn't buy her as leading the hand. And also, I was... Besides Madame Gao, who we're going to next, who we knew a lot from before, she wasn't even as intimidating as she was in any of the previous seasons of stuff we had before. Um, we get to see more of her uh, magic fist hit than we did previously. But her and the rest of the hand, which are a couple more, I wasn't buying them as scary. I, was, I wasn't fearing off the fingers of the hand like I even just did her individually previously. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I felt that because of how many characters they were having they were putting on screen that it it took away from the menacing of having a singular member of the hand that was so damn evil that you were like okay oh my god if you get all five of these you get all five of them on the screen i mean there's just gonna be death everywhere and then it it didn't feel like that because it felt like each one kind of shorted the other one right exactly it's like there's they were all together all in new york and this is the the big villain group that they were supposed to be fighting and i was there was no threat whatsoever like oh, some more people showed up and uh the devil's has kitchen showed up uh what to do what to do and they were all freaking out and i think part of the freak out was the fact that they knew they could be resurrected but at the same time i wasn't really buying any fear from them whatsoever i mean uh, Kingpin and Kilgrave were far better villains as single characters than this entire group was, uh, way, every way, shape, and form. Exactly. Uh, and just going quickly through Murakami, uh, I like the fact that he always talked Japanese. People understand him and talk back in English. That was nice. But other than that, I had to look up his name. So that's how much you remembered him. Uh, Bakudo. Uh, it was nice to see him back uh, as Colleen Wing's nemesis. And like I was saying before, the other ones, uh, the other characters, they all needed the an- the antithesis to be fighting them. But in this one, Colleen Wing uh, and Bakudo needed to be the ones that were against each other. And it constantly played those two together. And I did like that yeah. because they needed to be, in a comic book sense, constantly fighting each other because she was his, uh, uh, he was her nemesis yep. the entire time. I liked how that played out, and I wasn't ready for what happened to one of the sidekick characters. That was kind of a, in the end was a shock. What? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We're gonna go on Misty Night here in a little bit. Yeah, uh, but uh, before we do that one, Swandi I think was given the best role. Best yeah, dialogue. he was his yeah. his character was menacing. And yeah, his, his character was menacing. Uh, he got that entire scene with them when he was on the chair. Uh, yeah, is the chair he was tied to I'm gonna, is going to be a throne, and oh, everything in the Sawani character um, I liked and was much more menacing. I agree with that for sure. Yeah, like that that um, character that that character was a good like. I, I was sad. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see more of that character. Yeah, and for him to be the first one to go, <laughs> like oh man, <laughs> there goes the head. Yeah, give me more of that. Yeah, exactly. Like make him more Kami or something. Come on. Yeah. I don't care about that dude. He was eating a bear with his hands earlier. At least I thought. Um, now we're going to move into the sidekicks. And uh, first up is uh, Misha Stick. Man, dude, that dude is just just awesome. He, he is. <laughs> I mean, he gets captured and they're about ready. They're torturing him. They're like, you know, don't be so sure. While cuffed to a damn pole, he disarms people with a sword. And he, like, nope, cuts his own hand off. Yeah, like like and it's then, nothing. 
poof, and then escapes out of vent. And it's oh, and he yeah. and he's blind. And he's blind. Yeah, he's old, and he's just cut his hand off, and he's bleeding in his one hand. That and the dude's the dude's awesome. Uh, and and even later when he needs to, him realizes uh, what he needs to do with Iron Fist. He knows how to take down Luke Cage, and he uses incense. To, like this is an impenetrable man. He uses uh, poison incense to 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 disarm Luke Cage, and just a a smart combatant that just knows the big problem and is not afraid. Like many of the characters in the show, this is another one of my big problems this season. Uh, he's not afraid to tell people what the problem is and get a solution for it. So many people just won't tell other people what the problem is and get a solution. They'll keep it to themselves. He's like, no, this is the problem. This is how we're going to solve it. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go. And uh, uh, even putting Iron Fist in his place and all that stuff. Yeah, just great character. Uh, Claire, well, back as always. I wish she would have played a bigger role bringing them together, but she did bring two together in a really big way, but I would like her to see a bigger role bringing them all together, but I, I still like how it all played out with the four. What you got? I was just going to say, uh, with Stick, though, w- were you expecting to have to, to be the last you see of him? Yeah. Uh, they needed to kill some people off in the show, and... Uh, uh, because he was the last of the, ch- the chased, and this was the destruction of the hand, and the chase is the enemy of the hand. Yeah, it, it just eliminates the whole chase and hand uh, enemy group in the future, and now we can just set up an entire another villain system instead of resurrecting these guys all over again. We just eliminated that entire thing from the scenario. I'm fine with that. Although I really liked his portrayal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget the actor's name, but I really liked his portrayal and that character. I'm going to miss that. But uh, let's. I'm ready to move on. We'll get someone else in this place. Yeah, Colleen Wings next. Uh, she, she was doing her role with Danny Rand. She was enabling him. Yeah. Basically, she was the enabler of Danny Rand. I think uh, was her role to basically continue to say, um, "You need to keep uh, fighting the hand. This is our fight. Nobody else's fight. It's up to us to, to save the city." Uh, to save the world, everything from the hand. And she wasn't asking for any help and wasn't letting Danny Rand use his entire resources that others uh, said him do. So um, I think her realizing there, there's a much bigger world and help was, was uh, a big part of it as well as Iron Fist. Yeah, I felt the same same way with her character. And I, I was I was at the end of the season, I felt good where her character is at and it feels also like it was a mo- like she was also just as much as part of helping Danny Rand go forward because obviously that she's the relationship. So, right. So we talked Claire, we talked Colleen Wing, and now we're going into Misty Knight. And um, could anybody just please tell Misty Knight what's going on in her city? Does everybody have to keep some- keep everything from her? That was completely bothersome and nonsensical. Like, why do you not tell this person that can help you what's going on? That was completely bothersome. But we, it led us to uh, an ending with her in a little bit. But what you got, man? Well, I was just going to say is that you don't know what her, like, they they weren't sure where the hand was. And so even though they fought in the past, and or they, they've, they have a history of, of her being a good guy. They weren't sure who they could trust. And so I think maybe that's where 
where it was. Oh yeah, so you're just saying if 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 she dispatches police and all that other stuff, they hand those right away. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll I'll buy that. That that actually helps me a little bit there with that one. But um, they hinted at it a lot in Luke Cage. Not a lot, but they hinted at it in Luke Cage. We even brought it up when we covered Luke Cage of her losing her hand, and uh, she didn't. And I was like, oh, man, I thought she was going to lose her hand there because her comic book characterization loses her hand. Sure enough, she saves a life, and Bakudo takes her hand off. And, takes her uh, arm. Get this... Yeah, it takes her arm off. Yeah, and that's her hand her arm off. And we get to see um, the her and Colleen Wing talking, and she has a bionic, bionic arm in the comic books, and Colleen Wing just lays the groundwork for her going to Danny Rand's special hospital and getting a bionic arm. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be exciting. Yeah, that that was when I heard that. I'm like, oh, this is this is good. Now, one of the other things I wanted to touch. Well, never mind. We're that's further down. <laughs> okay, um, but the thing is, the Claire, Colleen, and Misty uh, do team up. Night Nurse Colleen Wing and Misty Knight team up in the comic books, and so uh, there's a chance we could see them uh, team up. And they even talk about uh, being more than sidekicks. And so that could be something interesting we could see. Marvel is actually talking about putting a female team together on ABC. There could be crossover characters. Then they did not rule out crossover characters from Netflix series. Because if you look on Netflix, when it comes up, it says ABC television on the bottom. It does. Um, mm-hmm. So the major sure ABC that, television yeah. does make this so show. So yeah. if they do this right now, the top, they're, they're trying to figure out how to do it. But they're talking about coming up with a female cast to put on ABC you you just touched on could very well be that team up even though the cover is of jessica jones that could be the team up that goes over oh okay i'll i'd I'd buy that um i would still like to see it be on netflix but we do know that uh as as long as it's the same crew producing it's going to be the same quality even though it man the the writing is just deteriorating in all the marvel netflix universe i mean the, the writing in this was the dialogue writing in this was really, really bad, um, and the plot um, was kind of bad towards the end, trying to make sense of it. But um, they still the characterizations of some of these uh, these characters are really strong. Um, getting into sidekicks, going to do Foggy Nelson and Karen Page simultaneously because those there they basically were hand in hand in this mm-hmm. one. I, I didn't I didn't like how they were so against daredevil or a mad murdoch becoming daredevil and again i'm trying to just rack my brain of why are you so against this dude doing this thing they were treating him like a crack addict like you can't go back and touch the crack no he's not such a crack he's going because they've watched their and fight for the city but they've watched their friend almost die so many times and that they don't want they don't want to lose him and but they don't what the hard thing for them is is that they're going for what they want and not what to think about right. what he needs because of who he is. Mm-hmm. And in the end, I feel that they, they, you know, obviously in the end, Foggy's like, you know, he brings him his suit. So, I mean, like as much as he's against it, he knows that I'm not going to be able to change you. This is who you are. He brings him his exactly. suit so he can change into it and get out. Yeah. Yeah, I'll buy that too. <laughs> I was I was hating on those characters during the during the the, the episode for sure. Um, uh, and then we'll do the last two who were very Trish Walker and Malcolm 
which is basically uh, Jessica Jones's uh, sidekicks. They weren't much in this one at all, were they? No, uh, Trish just made that. Trish, Trish played more uh, as a target for for the hand, yeah. and that was each person needed a target to be it. Malcolm, he did help out in a little bit. He was more of like you know, kind of a little bit of a comedy relief in a few scenes, um, and it's nice just to see him all cleaned up and everything and and doing better. Um, so that was that was cool too. Um, and, and then the references, because, you know, he wasn't originally a druggie. And then it references the fact that he was, but he remembers everything from being a druggie that, because it was forced on him by Kilgrave. So Kilgrave, yeah. It, it was cool yeah. to hear those reference callbacks. Yep. Now, what are your opinions of the plot? Like, what did you like? What you didn't like? I enjoyed. Yes. I enjoyed that they showed that the the substance was dragon bones. Yeah, because and there's a different reason for this because this takes place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because if there's dragon bones, that leaves the option for Fing Fing Foom. He's a drag. Okay. He, he's a he's a dragon, uh, a person that became a dragon that often fought the fantastic four and iron man and uh, dr strange oh, okay um gotcha, uh, gotcha often teams up with a mandarin gotcha yeah see for me i started off liking how they brought the characters in that they do needed to kind of catch up where are they because even though we had all their series we needed to know what have they been doing since um and a lot of people have given it a lot of flack for not bringing them together sooner but i liked how they brought together where they were and then get this one meets this one and that one meets that one and then at the end of episode three they're coming together um because it, it wasn't all four of them all of a sudden coming together it was two and two and then four and i like that gradual introduction of them and so that led me in fine one thing i didn't that- like is mm-hmm. the preview shows the damn Punisher saying, hey, did I'm late? And shooting his guns all off. And he wasn't anywhere in the episode. At all. Oh. At all. They showed him in the previews. That was false advertising and pissed me off because I, I was okay, even if he was just in the end. I love Frank Castle. I'm like, where's my Frank Castle? I'm like, right. y'all, they're fighting all the things. He's going to appear up. He's going to be the one that saves Daredevil. Nope. Freaking Frank Castle. Nope. All you got was a teaser trailer for his show, which we'll cover later in Hype Train. But yeah, that was it. Uh, which that was that was surprising too. It's like, yeah, I, I was expecting him. And I, I wasn't, like you, I wasn't watching for it. And I didn't even catch it until at the end. I'm like, oh yeah, he wasn't in it. But um, but there were so many things in this. So th- those were like the gradual lead up I liked. But man, episode five was such a poor episode of this show that I was, I was literally like, should I even continue watching this show? And I heard from Chris that episode six was awesome. And episode six had a real big, that big twist ending uh, where Elektra turns, uh, where Black Sky turns into Elektra. And so I was like, oh man, that was fantastic. And But, but she turns uh, and then uh, takes control of the hand and how, right away. And so that was a good twist, and I wasn't expecting that. But then it went right back into just the f- final two. And I really wasn't buying a lot of their motivations. 
And especially the fight scenes were so incredibly dark in the last two that I'm like literally like changing the brightness on my, my screen. Like, what is going on? I can't even see what's going on. I had to like turn the brightness way up to even tell what was the going on. The fight scenes down inside the hole reminded me of a fight of the fight scenes when they're fighting aliens in alien or in aliens when they're in the tunnels and you got the hive and they're fighting inside of it and it's so dark right. that you can't see it plays well with creature features but when you're fighting people you want to see the moves you don't want to see shadows exactly i don't need to turn my brightness so freaking up so i can try to see this stuff i hated that and so man it that it, it just left a bad taste in my mouth uh with, with that um and that's more on the set like you were saying the cinematography yeah. side earlier like this the colors that they were choosing at the beginning uh, I do like how they, they stick the color palette. And if I, uh, if I see it again, I'll uh, pay attention to those yeah, uh, transitions. Just the first episode, you'll go and you'll see it. You'll be like, oh, my God. And then you'll realize that they do it throughout the entire film. Nice. Um, I found the direction uh, to be okay. But the writing, though, I didn't put the notes, but the writing I found to be Luke Cage poor. Yeah, I, like, I, I can I can buy that. I mean... It's like, why are you saying those words there? Why are these words in the in the script? <laughs> I did, I did like the interaction. I think my favorite interaction between characters was I liked the reintroduction of of Luke Cage to Jessica Jones because we everybody knows that that's his wifey and mother of his children. Yeah, but I, his chemistry with Claire is so much better. It is, it is, but you know. That's 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 his wifey over there, and they have super kids. So yeah, they have super kids in the comic book. I get it, but man, it's kind of Claire needs herself one of these good dudes, and Luke Cage was it. Come on, man. That that's I don't like this. See, that's the thing I didn't like. I I I like that being the comic book callback, and they're leaning to that. But I don't like the love triangle. This isn't a CW show. This isn't an <laughs> Arrow or anything like that. We don't need a love triangle in here. There's enough characters to to get around. Uh, give Jessica Jones somebody else. I can give Malcolm, uh, Iron Fist. That that'll be a weird one. That wouldn't work. Uh, but I mean, the Daredevil and Electro chemistry is not there. The Luke Cage and Claire chemistry is fucking there. <laughs> don't take it away oh, man then the uh, other thing i liked was the in- interactions between luke cage and and iron fist iron fist like they they were it was great like to me it was actually some of the best dialogue took place between those two because they had chemistry mm-hmm. and you could see it and and that that to my to goes into my theories so yeah, yeah, go. What is it? Well, theory? my theory is that they, because they mention it uh, in the comics, they there was a couple times where the comics they did their own strand. It was Cage and it was Luke Cage and the Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they, had, they were a team. Up. Yeah, they were a team up, and they mention it. It d- d- just like Iron Fist, Danny Rand, straight up says it, and, mm-hmm. and I, was, I was like, yes, I'm like next season of. Either Luke Cage, it's going to be Iron Fist first. So next season of Iron Fist, going to be Luke Cage, Iron Fist team up. Yeah, and I would, I would actually like if they actually called the episode Luke Cage, Iron Fist. Yeah, so would I. Being, I mean, they don't even have to yeah. do two. Like, maybe make it a little bit longer right. of a season and have the two combined up on it. Or do two half seasons. Yeah, they uh, that. Because they, yeah. 
yeah, these dang 13 episode seasons. I wish I want to talk to you about this, but before I get into that, they could do eight episodes Luke Cage, eight episodes Iron Fist, but do one continuous storyline. Yeah, they could. Uh, between the two characters uh, as a team up. Yeah. And how one, one of them finds the thing, gets the other one in the middle of theirs, and then it finishes off uh, with both of them working together in the next season. I think that would really work as two eight episode shows. Um, but I did like uh, a lot of things I didn't like. I liked the characters in the show. I didn't like a lot of the other stuff, but I liked that it was eight episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 13 episodes leave a lot of filler, and this one was eight, and I feel that they really need to go that route. Um, I know you're going to like the fact that Punisher's 13, but I really think future ones need to go more to this eight to 10 route and uh, leave 13 as a memory because daredevil and jessica jones had enough content for it you have not been able to generate enough content since yeah mm-hmm. um yeah so what would you get of his overall score? overall for me i'm giving it a six and a half out of ten and there's so like i said i like the characters um but there's so much stuff the plot the dialogue things i just didn't like in this show that especially episode five, episode seven, episode eight, um, three of the last four um, were just rough to understand character motivations, uh, why they were doing all these things. And I just was like, why are you don't do this? Why are you doing that? I can't tell what's going on here. It was not even enjoyable to continue watching the show anymore uh, in those last ones. And so that's, that, that's why it lands there for me. And I liked it. Um, slightly more than Luke Cage. So in terms of hierarchy, Luke Cage is still at the bottom for me. Uh, so it's between Daredevil Season 2 and Luke Cage for me is where I place it in the see, Marvel see for me, universe. The other ones took me a little bit to watch. I actually watched this in two days. I, I watched it mostly in one day and then just two episodes the next. So it, like, out of the Marvel film series... That's the quickest I've watched one of this one of the series. So yeah, for remember, me, it's eight, not thirteen. I know it is eight. I know it's I, almost yeah, half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so okay. So I get that. But the fact for me to sit down and watch almost all those and what so six episodes in one night, um, I was really tired the next day. But uh, it, the fact that I did that, uh, I'm going to be opposing to you. I actually would rate this an eight for me. But it's also yeah, the writing did didn't do it as justice. But the cinematography mm-hmm. was phenomenal, and the cinematography, and then the character interactions between the characters that really did hit, was enough that I would that I enjoyed it. I will. I, I mean, I would watch this series again over Daredevil season one. I, mm-hmm. I mean, and that that's because I liked having all the characters here, and I liked the interaction. I do admit there's a couple episodes that were slow, the slow burn kind of right. thing, but it just. It felt good to me, and I like. I like. I know that the next time I watch it, I'm going to catch even more comic book throwbacks, which I really dig when they do that. All right, so we are on two ends of the spectrum here, where we like it, and uh, wish uh, some of the other cast that had watched it was was on and give more perspectives because I think we'll be uh, on on a couple more ends of it as well. But that's our take on Daredevil. I'm sorry, Defenders season one. <laughs> D words. And that's going to wrap it up for this edition of NRQ. 
You can find all of us on Twitter at Geekologist Radio minus the T for character restrictions. And you can also email us at podcast at geekologistradio.com. And for that, we are me out. <laughs>